plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com back for episode 55 here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. We have made it through uh, the Buccaneers bye week, a uh, rather uneventful week, and looking forward to uh, coming back to you on Monday, a little newsier stuff going on. Uh, the Bucks have five days off here at the end of the week between Wednesday and Sunday, so not a lot of access to players or coaches or anything like that, uh, a much needed break for the Buccaneers health-wise, uh, as they have a ton of players, uh, coming back from injuries. Uh, and if all goes well, uh, should have a lot back for that San Francisco game. You think about uh, all the players that were injured and held out of uh, the Bucks' last game uh, at Carolina and what they were able to do uh, just logistically to get through that game with the amount of injuries they had, especially on the defensive line. Uh, very promising for them being a better team uh, I don't know that they'll get everybody back from uh, all the ones that were out in Carolina, but you'd think uh, it's reasonable to think that Doug Martin could be back, which gives you uh, a guy who was the NFL's number two rusher last season, uh, obviously a $7 million a year running back. Uh, to have him and to have Jacquees Rogers now uh, makes it a lot easier for the Bucks to try and implement their running game early and, and make things easier for Jameis Winston there. Defensively, uh, we don't know which ones will be back, but it's certainly reasonable to think that Robert Ayers will be back. Uh, he had practiced some last week, gets two more weeks to, to practice and get himself recuperated. Uh, do we get Gerald McCoy back? Do we get Clinton McDonald back? These are big questions for next week. Uh, Clinton McDonald kind of has the most recent injury, uh, having suffered a hamstring injury, uh, I guess Wednesday, Thursday of last week. Uh, but, again, you'd think Noah Spence will do well to have two weeks to get that shoulder repaired. He had played uh, against Carolina with a harness on his shoulder, which kind of limits his mobility and all those kind of things. But uh, they'll be definitely healthier there. Uh, reasonable to think that Luke Stocker will be back. So that's another extension of the run game that will be healthier. So we'll know more uh, come Monday when we see them at practice. They don't have to issue an injury report until Wednesday. But... Uh, but that should be a positive for the Bucks moving forward here. The only real news to speak of on Thursday, and I say news, putting air quotes up in the air here on the podcast, uh, is news out of Miami uh, that Bucks cornerback Brent Grimes and his wife Miko owe $191,000 to the IRS, uh, which has now taken out a lien against their home in Davie, Florida. Uh, nice house, $1.2 million house they still have down there. Uh, seems kind of silly uh, if you think about somebody making... $7 million this year, as Brent Grimes is, uh, that he would let uh, a tab with the IRS go unpaid. Um, certainly would be in a position to knock that out and eliminate that debt. Uh, but they have felt the need to place a lien on his house, uh, said efforts to collect the debt have been unsuccessful. And uh, as a result, he's making headlines. Uh, and is often the case, uh, Miko Grimes has kind of fanned the flames on that, uh, she responded on Twitter, she often does. Uh, had some vulgarities for the Miami Herald writer that broke the story. Um, and as a result, you've seen it pop up just about everywhere on the uh, blogosphere today. 
And last night, uh, I don't think this is anything that's going to really be a problem. It's just more of an annoyance than anything else. Um, Brent Grimes, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure at some point here, uh, rectify that debt and get that cleared up and move on. Uh, it's just the IRS. It's, you know, I had back taxes, got audited when I was in college. And uh, usually, as long as you work at some kind of payment plan with the IRS, they are uh, very happy to work things out with you and set up a plan. Uh, with Brent Grimes, it sounds like they've gotten beyond that point. Uh, so anyway, Brent Grimes, uh, who really had made quite an impressive pair of plays in that Carolina game to kind of set up the Bucks' victory. We talked about that the other day. Uh, back-to-back plays to, to kind of get Fozzie Whitaker out of bounds at the one-yard line and avoid a touchdown. And then to be in the right place at the right time and to make a, a leaping, acrobatic interception in the end zone, uh, just a huge turn there in, in Monday's game uh, to take them from first and goal of the one. And again, as we talked about, I don't know, Wednesday's podcast, Tuesday's podcast, no idea why you're even throwing there. Uh, I would take Mike Colbert and run him up the middle four times and never think twice about it. But uh, again, Brent Grimes came up with a big interception there. Uh, it's what he does best. It's big interceptions. Uh, they haven't had that, but certainly need that from him. So anyway, uh, just the sideshow circus aspect of the uh, Brent and Miko Grimes coverage coming to the forefront yesterday there in Miami. Folks, I want to thank the people at mybookie.net for being the sponsor of today's Locked on Bucks podcast, not only here on our podcast, but all over the Locked on Podcast Network. You know, I was looking at their site today. You can still get Super Bowl prop bets. Uh, Bucks are getting 120 to 1 odds. If for some reason you think the Bucks are a Super Bowl team, uh, again, 120 to 1. Uh, those seem like long odds, but there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 NFL teams actually still facing longer odds than the Bucks are to win Super Bowl 51. Uh, the Bears, the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Titans, uh, actually seven, uh, the Jets as well, all getting longer odds. If you like the 49ers or the Browns' chances, they are 500 to 1 odds to win Super Bowl 51. Uh, all kinds of bets there. You can line up not only for each game with the lines of the season, but for prop bets for the rest of the season, for winning the division, for winning the NFC or the AFC. Uh, get in the action and play like the pros at mybookie.net. It is the most exciting online experience for sports fans. Uh, MyBookie features real Vegas odds and incredible player props on every football game. Even if the game is already kicked off, uh, MyBookie has live in-game odds updated in real time, so it's never too late to make a play. Uh, their site is optimized for smartphone users for nonstop action on the go. I invite my listeners here in the podcast to go type my bookie in your browser and sign up today. If you use promo code BUCKS, that's promo code B-U-C-S, uh, if you, en- you can enter into their million-dollar prize pool. Uh, you can also, if you don't want to go to the website, you can call at 844-722-2387. Again, that's 844-722-2387. Uh, that's also 722 bets. Uh, join the thousands of online players already playing. Only the biggest, only the best, only at my bookie. Sign up today. Folks, again, very appreciative of having them on board as a, a sponsor for the Locked on Bucks podcast. I want to talk a little bit about the remaining schedule, get a chance to kind of step back and look at things. We had talked a little bit yesterday uh, about how uh, the Bucks are going to face decidedly worse defenses in their final 11 games. Uh, I think it's 8 of the 11 against teams that are in the bottom 12 right now in scoring defenses. So I was trying to look at the schedule and think about which teams are 
easier than expected going into the year and which teams are harder than expected going into the year. You know, we can kind of do these number crunching for strength of schedule, and usually you just use the previous year's record. And it's like, oh, you got this team, they were 5-11 and 11 last year, that should be an easy game to win. Or this team was, say, 15-1 and one last year, and that's a game that's going to be a tough one. And again, just in the normal course of the NFL moving from one season to the next, you have teams that move entirely from one side of the spectrum to the other. Uh, and a game that was supposed to be easy is hard, and a game that was supposed to be hard is easy. Uh, and as you look at the Bucks here, uh, again, the Bucks have a ton of games against teams that went into this week with only one win. Um, so as I look, I put their remaining schedule into four categories, kind of teams that we thought were going to be hard and still are hard, uh, teams that are much tougher than we had thought, games that are much easier for the Bucks than we had thought, and, and then teams that we had kind of thought would be easy and still look to be pretty easy. Um, the first group, I have just... Uh, one game in, and that's Seattle. I think we certainly thought Seattle was going to be a tough game, uh, even at home for the Bucks. Uh, and Seattle looks the part. We had to do updated NFL predictions uh, at the quarter poll of the NFL season, and I had no hesitation in putting Seattle in the Super Bowl from the NFC. Uh, I think that defense is outstanding. I think they've won even when Russell Wilson has been dinged up. Um, so, again, I, I think that's if you look at the remaining games on their schedule, that's probably the toughest opponent they face right now, uh, if not the toughest game. And then in terms of games that are much tougher than we had probably thought back in July or August they might be, uh, there's three that I'll point to. Uh, and the first one is the Bucks' next home game on October 30th against the Oakland Raiders, who stand at 4-1. and one. I, I had high expectations of Oakland. If you guys go back and find the times... Season preview, uh, I had Jack Del Rio as my NFL Coach of the Year, had thought they would take a, a big step forward, uh, you know, liked what Derek Carr did last year, uh, did not think Derek Carr could possibly duplicate the stats he put up last year, but felt like that Raiders defense, uh, having spent a ton of money, would be better. Uh, I think Khalil Mack is just an outstanding player. I think he's one of the best players in the NFL defensively. Um uh, you know, they've gotten a couple lucky breaks. You get a guy like David Emerson off waivers, and he's looking like a real cornerback. Um, so the Raiders sitting at 4-1, um, you know, that's who the Bucks have at home next. That's that's not an easy game. I think that's a game they can still win, especially on the road when you have a team that's going all the way across the state. Uh, if I understand it correctly, I forget if it's the week before or the week after, but the Raiders have back-to-back road games in Florida. They go to Jacksonville, and they go to the Bucks, or, or vice versa. But anyway, they, they're doing a lot like uh, the Falcons do. The Falcons are out west this week, and they're staying out west rather than fly west, fly back home, and then fly west in the same week and just put, I don't know, 12 hours in, in planes in your game week. Uh, they're staying out west, and the, the Raiders are going to do the same thing. The Raiders are actually going to stay uh, in Bradenton and practice at IMG for the week between the Bucks and Jaguars games. It's kind of neat. Uh, for Jack Del Rio in that his son Luke is the Gators quarterback. And Florida, Georgia, believe it or not, is the Saturday before, I believe it's the Bucks game. I think it's the 29th. So I think that's, uh, in theory, he could go up to Jacksonville, see his son play, uh, and get back down here for a Bucks game. I don't know if he'll do that or not. I don't know what the logistics of that are. But uh, neat to think that he could be in Florida when his son is playing there uh, and have a chance to do that. The... Uh, the other teams I'll point to right now is teams that are harder on the Bucks than we had thought. Honestly, the Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, I did not think the I mean, Dallas Cowboys were a team the Bucks beat last year. Um, I actually missed that game uh, to go to my sister's wedding. Uh, I don't miss many games. Uh, and covering USF and the Bucks here, this is a combined uh, 14 years covering those two teams. The only games I've missed by choice are my brother's wedding and my sister's wedding. Uh, usually in the South, you have the sense not to get married in the fall on a football weekend because half your friends are missing games to go to your wedding. Uh, I got married on a football weekend as well. I think I actually got married and there was a Gator football game going on at the exact time as my wedding. I have friends that remind me of that every year on an anniversary. Uh, but anyway, uh, missed the Cowboys game last year, but a very impressive low-scoring win for the Bucks against the Cowboys last year. Uh, and whether it were with Tony Romo or not, that seemed like a game that the Bucks could potentially win in Tampa. It seems like a tougher task now. Um, you know, by the time the Cowboys come to town, uh, I think it's the week before Christmas that the Cowboys. Uh, sorry, they don't come to town. The Bucks go to Dallas. I mean, correct myself there. But by the time the Bucks go out there, uh, who knows whether it's Tony Romo's show or whether it's still Dak Prescott, uh, whether they have continued the success they've had in a four-one start or not. Uh, Cowboys have looked impressive, uh, even behind a rookie quarterback. So that's a game that I think is harder for the Bucks to pull off than we had originally thought. And honestly, the Falcons are a game I would point. When you think about a team that the Bucks beat on the road in week one, you'd think, oh, that second game, that Thursday night game in Tampa, coming up here in November, uh, you'd think that would be a winnable game. And that seems a lot tougher now. I'm not saying by any means that the Bucks can't do it again. They've beaten the Falcons three straight times, uh, could very well do it again. But that Falcons offense looks a lot better uh, than it was against the Bucks, And I think a part of that, of course, is, is Dirk Cutter and Mike Smith. Knowing that Falcons team as well as they do, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep uh, the lead they have with a two-game lead on the Bucks right now. Uh, I guess it's more like a two-and-a-half game lead on the Saints. But uh, if they will still be controlling the division when the Bucs uh, play host to the Falcons on a Thursday night game here, the uh, same game that John Lynch gets enshrined in the uh, Ring of Honor for the Bucks. Games that are easier than I had thought for the Bucs, uh, you'd certainly point to that second Panthers game right now. I mean, I would think uh, Panthers come in and, and actually play the Bucks on New Year's Day in Tampa. Uh, and you would think right now that'd be a game that Cam Newton plays and, and could very well be a team uh, that's in a better injury place than Carolina was when the Bucs went up there on Monday night. Uh, but they're 1-4. and four. That defense isn't nearly the defense we had thought Carolina would have. So that's definitely an easier game than we had thought. Even the Bears, I didn't think that much of the Bears, but I thought they'd be better than 1-4. and four. Uh, Bears come in here, uh, play the Bucks in Tampa, not too far off, uh, but they're 1-4. and four. Um, And again, defensively have not gotten it done. Uh, who knows whether they'll still be struggling by the time they play the Bucks. I would even point to the Chiefs as a team that is not as good as I'd thought. I know they started last year terribly and then won, uh, I guess, their last 11 to finish the regular season. So they've, they've clearly shown they can flip a switch um, and I don't think it's an easy place to go and win in terms of going into Kansas City and winning there by any means. Uh, but for them to be 2-2, two and two, uh, they've looked a little bit more mortal than we had thought they might be. Um, so that's a game that I think is, is more winnable than I had thought going into the year, just based on the Chiefs uh, not handling too many things as well as I thought they would in the first month of the season. And then i got three games that are, are probably still pretty easy, uh, teams I thought they could beat. And team that still looked the part. And I'll start with next week's game against San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco being one and four, uh, they get a chance to re reestablish an identity in that they'll get Colin Kaepernick going uh, this week. I think they're at Buffalo this week. 
so the Bucks definitely get a break in that they're playing a team that is going across the country, facing a tough team all the way across the country, and have to travel back, uh, as opposed to the Bucks getting a week off to rest. Uh, but yeah, I mean, San Francisco, uh, to be 1-4, uh, that's a game that I'm sure the Bucks go into thinking they can win, even on the road, even all the way across the country. Uh, Niners might have a little bit more momentum if, if Kaepernick can look like his old self and settle in a quarterback. They haven't gotten a whole lot from the quarterback position this year. But that's still a game, I think, is a game they can win. San Diego uh, obviously looked good Thursday night, was able to beat the Broncos up 21-3 late on the Broncos. Um, but San Diego uh, defensively has certainly struggled. I think having Joey Bosa back is a big help for them. Uh, but they've given up a ton of points. They're you know, uh, a bottom quarter defense, at least right now. And they're now 2-4 and four with the win. But that's a game. Again, Bucks have to go across the country, have to go all the way to San Diego, uh, but that's a winnable game. That's a lesser opponent for sure. And then I still have to put their two games against New Orleans in that category. Uh, New Orleans has given up so much points, just dead last in the NFL in scoring defense. Uh, they're coming off a bye. Uh, it's always dangerous to face a quarterback like Drew Brees, and I think the offense is certainly strong there. But that defense, until I find otherwise, is the worst in the NFL. Um, and they just lost another safety this week. So they're they're really hurting in that secondary. Uh, and as long as you're giving up, uh, whatever it is, 32.5 points a game, it's going to be hard to win consistently. So maybe going into the year, you had thought the Bucks, uh split those two games. And they get them. Uh, they get the Saints twice in three weeks. I think it's weeks 14 and 16. Uh, at home around, I guess it's December, I don't know, 11th, 12th. And then on Christmas Eve, the Bucks are in New Orleans. That'll be an adventure, logistically getting back Christmas Eve. Uh, but again, New Orleans defense is going to make that a game the Bucks can enter with confidence for sure. So anyway, I want to wrap things up here. Uh, I want to thank you guys again uh, for listening in, even on a, on a slow week where there's not much going on. But we'll have much more coming next week as they get back to practicing. We get players back, uh, coming back from injuries for the Bucks, and lots more to share there. But I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, this wraps up episode 55, our 11th week in the books here on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening and for subscribing, uh, for telling your friends about the Locked on Bucks podcast. Appreciate how this audience has grown. Uh, but this will uh, this will do it uh, for the weekend. I will see you guys on Monday. We'll have lots to talk about looking ahead to San Francisco and the Bucks getting back on the field. For now, this is Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.